This is Talk of the Rift. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new action-packed episode of Talk of the Rift. This is episode number 57 for September 17th. This is an episode of a podcast that I do uh, with my friends Logan and Koobs. Um But Koobs is not here. He is entertaining some family. Uh, and we just couldn't work around the schedule to get him in like tomorrow. So uh, it, it's it's me and Logan. This is who you got this week. Sorry in advance, uh, Logan. How how are you doing today? How was your week? Uh, pretty good. What did I do last weekend? We all hung out. Oh right, that's what we did last weekend. Oh, uh, that's right. Coobs came down. So I I think we said it on the podcast once, but Coobs is moving away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for context, he doesn't live like close, close, but definitely driving I mean, range. You know, hopping a skip he's, over the pond. Yeah, he's moving very far away. Yeah. So we won't see him for like a hot minute. So he, that's like in a month's time. So we all us friends from college and after we all got together and just hung out, watched the LCS finals weekend together at my house and drank a lot of beer, had a fire. It was a good time. So it was it was a a proper good time, and we're getting into that season where fires are very Oof. like like we're like from prime position. We're from uh, Minnesota, so we mm-hmm. it gets a little cold up here. Right now, our nights are turning into forties, like forty fives. Yeah. So that's just like prime time campfire, sweatshirt, jeans weather. So which is a little wild because it still gets to like eighty four during the day some days, but it'll, it'll yeah, be like, like forty five <laughs> that night. Yeah. yeah, like today. So we, we're still dealing with that, but it is it is sweater weather. It's soup season. It's whatever you want to call it. I'm wearing a, like a fleece quarter zip. The sleeves are rolled up, but Oof. it's actually like cool in my room, which is yeah. I got my sweatshirt on right now. Uh, well, you also like your desk is in your basement. I'm upstairs. You know, yeah, that's so. true. Got a little of that going on. Um, I suppose we should lead off with Iron Facts. I know you had one. I have one, yep. Um, no, it, you... it's, again, I love how we do this Iron Facts to like correct things that we do like wrong. Yes. But like the last five times I've done it has been more of like, uh, here's more information. Like we weren't wrong, but here's just like yeah. more information. This this is a little bit of it. If you know who, um, oh, what's his name? Something, something Harvey, I think. Was an old radio personality that would always end the like a segment with, and now you know the rest of the story. Is that Paul Harvey? I Am have I no that right? idea. I'm an old man in a 27 year old's body, so I was gonna say I'm I, older than you, so you know, like that's terrestrial radio, a reference that I'm making, and nobody even knows what terrestrial radio is anymore. Uh, but go ahead with your iron fact. Uh, so last week we talked about Dyrus and Shaq playing in a game like tournament together. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me bring it up here. It was a Bud Light esports at TwitchCon, and they played him and Dyrus and Shaq were teamed up, and they had to play three games together. I think it was. Okay. Uh, I can't see on here what those games were, but if I remember correctly, they were very weird. But it uh, wasn't like League. It was like Gang actual Beast, Rocket League oh, okay. and Move or Die. They had to play all three of them. and I am familiar with all of those. I would say that Rocket League is the mo- far and away most difficult of the three. Like highest skill ceiling, but also has a pretty low floor. Gang Beasts is you just... Gang Beasts is really fun. You just run around as like a little, almost like claymation doll. And you control like... You can jump and you control your hands and like what you can grab onto. And you're just trying to beat people gotcha. up and throw them off of ledges. I yeah, don't remember to- what Move or Die is. It's another party game. Yeah, you had to just play all three of them, and 
it was like a celebrity esport event. Right. And apparently, it was really bad. So I distinctly remember a clip of Shaq singing "We Are the Champions" and like intending for him to sing it with Dyrus, but Dyrus was just like he felt so awkward about the entire situation that he barely got a couple like syllables out. Um, it, it it's funny, but it, only if you view it in that small of a scope. If you watch the whole event, I don't I don't know how that turned out. Um, but speaking of Dyrus, Dyrus was on stage uh, this past weekend. Uh, what what was the um? I, I wasn't paying close enough attention. Was it just they were bringing out a bunch of pla- past LCS champions? Yeah, that's uh, all it was. It's to just, present the trophy or whatever. Yeah, all people that have won, like old players that have won a ter- uh, trophy before. Yep. And uh, Dyrus got a little emotional when when his name got called and he got to walk out on the the, the LCS stage, like the final stage again. And uh, it's they the intro to the finals they played. Like a, um, I don't know what the word is for it, but a collage for like video and audio. Uh, yeah, like, whatever. That's but a good part word. part of it was Dyrus's speech, and I was like, "Don't make me cry before the game starts. We can't do this. We can't start like yeah. this." Um, so it was cool to see him back up there, and, and everybody else. I think Sneaky and Medios were up there, and um, Bull Belter, know, Wild Turtle, Xmithy, all of Sneaky all Medios, of just like the coolest. Appeared old players that you've ever seen uh that was that was super cool and then um and then the carnage happened uh i suppose we can mention that well yeah we'll we'll just jump into this right away uh cloud nine is far and away the best team in north america and they took 82 minutes to prove it so for the first thought? time for the first time in nearly a decade, Cloud9 wins a summer split. It's their second ever. The first one they won was the first summer split. So C9's back on top. The roster looks really, really strong. And 100 Thieves just didn't look up to the task at all in that series. Yeah, it was a stomp. Oh, I've got a million thoughts, man. I'll I, tell you I what. knew you would. I just got to like. We'll find them eventually. They're in there. Uh, I'll I'll start by saying um, last week, the episode of the podcast was I was almost right about everything. And then all of the predictions I made in the podcast last week, I was right about everything. Cloud9 did go to finals or I'm sorry, 100 Thieves did make it to finals and Cloud9 did 3-0 100 Thieves. I called the 3-0. Boom. I think I called the 3-1. But I also had EG, EG as the in the finals. But that was the only sweep of the entire playoffs. So, yep, yep. You know, th- that's super cool because you, you got like the most interesting playoffs I can remember. And then also you came out the back end saying, OK, this is NA's team. We have a team that looks really good. Did you um, did you figure out any of those myriad of thoughts? Uh, I was watching um, this might seem like a weird skip, but hopefully I get somewhere from here. But that's OK. Uh Max Waldo, uh, C9's head coach, was on Hotline League uh, yes. yesterday, and I was listening to it this morning, and he was talking about how so there was a take that Hundred Thieves isn't going to get out of groups, that they're going to get their butts kicked to world and at Worlds, and Max Waldo said that he agreed, 
And when they asked him why, he said that they're like that hundred thieves drafting and their um, champion pools are just abysmal. And he said they'll be so hard exploited at worlds that he doesn't think they'll be able to fix it in time. Yep. And like uh, Max Waldo is notorious for like just talking about like strategies where like some coaches wouldn't. Right. Uh, whether that's good or bad. I like the information because it's nice to know things like this, but I can see where another team might use this info. But right. Uh, so what he was talking about was how he said that before they went into every game of the three games against Hunter Thieves, they wrote down all five bands that Hunter Thieves was going to make in the order they were going to make them. And they were correct for every single one. Wow. So that every, every single one was correct after every game. That's the first thing the dude say, what are they going to ban? And him and Sven and Blabber would say, like, these are the champions they're going to ban. They'd write them down, and then they walk up to the stage, and they were correct, every single one. Uh, wow. Yeah, which I was like, that's actually that's impressive insane. as hell. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, one of the strategies that they used, um, that he was, he was talking about, like, uh, using, like, the draft against 100 Thieves to make them choose the champions that C9 wanted them to choose. So he was like, for example, in the first game, like, we ban Renekton. He's like, Renekton, like, sucks. He's like, but if we ban Renekton, then it forces uh, Someday to take Aatrox. And then we just take Fiora against Aatrox. And that was, like, in the first game. And then he was like, then we, he goes, we were surprised that they took, like, Malphite. But then, like, we just take Kennen. So that was, like, easy. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, so we knew not to do that for the next game. Because we knew that, like, he wasn't going to just blind pick Renekton or Aatrox into us. Because they knew that... They'd counter with Fiora, so in the second game, they took, like, uh, someday took Fiora, which, like, was fine for C9, because they just were gonna take Jax, and then the last game they they did again, so they took Gnar. But, like, it's stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, like, they, like, Hunter Thieves know that we're pushing them into Aatrox, and they literally couldn't take it, because they know that Fudge is just gonna pick Fiora and clap them. That's gotta be such a nice tool to have. Like, obviously, yeah. they couldn't know for sure that they were going to get right. the bands right. But if you know enough, of, like, obviously, they've done the research. They know enough about the opponent to say, okay, we're pretty sure they're going to ban these five. We can pick and ban this way to force them into a team comp they don't want to play. And I think that's really valuable. We'll see how that translates to playing non-NA talent. Um, right. I don't think they'll be able to use the same strategy. But obviously, they looked pretty dominant uh, in the series. Uh, Hundred Thieves group, by the way, is Gen G, who they are not beating. Uh, the obviously to be determined slot for whoever plays in, and uh, a team called CTBC Flying Oyster. Um, I don't know what to make of that name. I know absolutely nothing about that team. Uh, but do you think Hundred Thieves is better than? Well, we wouldn't know Flying Oyster, but do you think they're better than whoever they could get out of the uh play-in stage? Who? Okay, wait, hold up. I'm sorry. Yep. You're saying. What are you saying that Flying? Or oh, you're saying Flying Oyster to Hundred Thieves group? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking Cloud Nine's group, so I was confused. Okay. Right. Um. So you're asking, is there a, a team? That's better yeah, than right. that. Well, because Hundred Thieves is not better than Genji. They're not going to beat Genji in groups. That's right. just not going to happen. Genji is too good. They're the number one team out of Korea this year. Uh, I don't know anything about CTBC Flying Oyster. 
But based on the fact that their name is Flying Oyster, let's assume 100 Thieves can beat them. Can 100 Thieves beat, let's say, half of the teams in the play-in stage that they're going to... Is CTBC the number one um, PCS team? I think they're the number one Vietnam team. That doesn't sound right, though, because I thought that Fongvu Buffalo and Gigabyte Marines were like the one and two for... They Vietnam. are a Taiwanese team. Yeah, so they're the they're the um yeah, like Flash Wolves or AHQ. Right. So they'd be the number one seed for the PCS, that's what it is. Um uh I mean the number one seed from the PCS, like historically, like can do work. Right. And they I, w- they I would say it's a fifty fifty, like in all honesty. But right. but it's like you're saying they're not gonna make it out of the groups. They they we know they're not going to beat. Uh, they, unless they're Genji getting RN, They're getting RNG. They have to get RNG. If RNG gets out, right, right. What if RNG doesn't get out? Who do they get? Whoever replaces them. So just the like, winner of group. You have to assume that out of like the play-in teams, that like you're going to get a Korean team, a Chinese team, an NA team, and a European team. Right. If you any, if one of those, like you're not. I don't think it's a safe bet that all four of them are not getting out. Like that's you have to assume that if one of them fucks up, they're replaced with a wild card team. That wild card team has to go where at whatever team they beat, they have to go wherever they were going to go because RNG can only go into that last pod. And if a oh, different team gets okay. out, well, the Korean team still has to go into group, you know, B or I think it's B. Right. But you know, so they can't take other people's spots. They have to take that spot basically. So okay. That's interesting. And unless it's two like teams that don't make it out of plans, then excuse me, things can get fudged up a little bit. But right, um, and I I don't I don't fully understand the play-in stage group A, group B. I, like I know they play like a round robin, and then the top, you know, f- two teams out of each group moves on, right? So like I, I get that, but also I don't understand all the rules that goes it's into. Like- you play what, your own group. Slotted. Number one is guaranteed out. You're just out. You're good. Number two and number three play a... No. Number three and four play a best of five. And then the second seed plays the other brackets winner of that best of five and a best of five winner makes it out. Wait, it's what? super confusing. Yeah, why it's do not. Th- why do three and four even get a three shot? And four, three and four play for the right to battle the second seed. For reference, each group has six teams in the play-in. So yeah. five and six are out for sure. And then like after the round robin, if you're five or six in your group, you're you're done. The um, thing is, is that like it's a double round robin of six teams. So like three and four are going to most likely have like the same score anyway. Like mathematically speaking, yeah, it's fair. not like it's going to be a big drop, or at least be close enough that you can't say this team is clearly a one a team. one game difference. You know, yeah. you just want to make sure that the best team is playing the second seed to make sure that that's you know what I mean that right. that's the right team getting out. So Smart. in theory, if everything goes to plan, um, NA EG should be facing should be the second seed in theory. And then they would play a best of five against like Mad Lions to get okay. out. Um, that is the just, most likely outcome. Yeah, j- just just to go over the groups here, uh, that that doesn't start for two weeks. We'll, we'll talk about this again. But uh, for your play-ins, Group A is Fanatic, Evil Geniuses, 
what is BYG? Beyond Gaming. Detonation Focus Me, who we've seen before. That's Japanese. Yep. Uh, Loud and Chiefs Esports Club. And so I, I really only know Fnatic EG and, and Detonation Focus Me. I don't know if those other three orgs at Loud all. Loud is the um, Australian league, the like, okay. league that replaced the other league. That tracks. Uh, and then playing group B is DRX, Royal Never Give Up, who we've seen tons of times. Saigon Buffalo we've seen. Mad Lions, who have not won a best of five yet. Uh, Istanbul Wildcats and Usurus Gaming. Um, again, I don't know much about those other guys. Like, I, I don't know Istanbul. I don't know Asurus. We've seen Saigon before, but I don't know anything about him this year. Uh, and we've seen RNG. I feel like every year at Worlds, they make it in some fashion. Um, so those are the teams that are going to be vying for a spot. That starts on September 29th. Uh, and uh, I want to point something out because this has come up on Twitter a lot today is there are uh, people in other regions are complaining about the start times for playoffs and worlds and shit, because it's in North America, like Western hemisphere. Um, and to that, I say, fuck off. We get screwed over every year. Give us this one. <laughs> right. I, I think wor- the world championship, if you're an EU, like the world championship starts at like 1am. That's not, that's not ideal. But how many we've we've watched worlds where it started at like four a.m. Didn't we? Uh, Korea is like three or four a.m. Yeah, and China's like five a.m. And yeah. Europe is usually seven a.m. And it just kind of sucks because like I want to watch it while it's happening. I'm not going to watch worlds later when I know who I, won. Yeah, I'm curious as to what the time will be, because like. Will it be when I get, oh, I get off of work at, and then I come home at five o'clock and I watch Worlds, or is it going to be like at 11 a.m., you know, to try to get it so China and Korea can kind of watch? I don't know. Yeah. People um, would be pretty pissed if it's at like 10 a.m. I would imagine yeah. it's probably going to be at like two. Well, they've had games. Bullcrap, but. Haven't, haven't they had games at like uh, during the middle of like a weekday before? Or am I misremembering? I seem to remember there being like a League of Legends happening. It used used to start. The LCS used to start like at noon on a Saturday. Well, right, but I'm saying during a weekday because I remember being at work. Maybe I worlds worlds will be on third like Thursday to like Sunday. That's probably what it is. It was was like worlds or something or MSI or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You'll watch it during the week. Yep. Which I guess Um, it's nice to watch it while I'm at work, but I watch it when I'm at home. But whatever. It just just because we went through the play-in groups, I'm, I'm going to read off the, the group stages, and let's just get like initial impressions of these groups. Uh, I'm going to start in Group D and work our way up to Group A. Group D, we already talked about, is Gen G, CFO, 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves has a shot to make it out of that. I don't like their chances. Um, like, like, at best, I would give them a coin flip, I think, just based on how they played it like, against Cloud9, but maybe that's just because Cloud9 looks that good. I don't know. Um, group C is Rogue, uh, TES, what is it, Top Esports? Yeah. And GAM Esports. I don't know really anything about any of those teams this year, except that Rogue seemed to be pretty good. Obviously, because they made it to Worlds, but um, I don't know if that's... 
Is that EU or uh, LEC's best shot at a world champion? You think, or is it who won LEC this year? I don't even know. Rogue it, did. That's what I thought. Top of so, the group is the, the oh, first okay. one. The group is the first seed. So okay, so yeah, um, probably going to get LEC. Which obviously we'd rather have NA win, but that's where EG is going to be. Is in that group. They if EG should. Gets out. Top esports well, is a read it, read it again group. now that EG's in there. Read it again. Okay, so it so it's Rogue, Top Esports, GAM Esports, which I don't know anything about, and then That's Gigabyte Marines. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Huh. GAM Esports? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Let me you know, I should I should pull this up just so I'm looking at a picture. But Sure. Just to make sure I'm not um out of your fucking mind. Um. Yeah, Top Esports is a is a Chinese team, right? Uh, yeah, that's Chinese second seed. That's Gambit. Okay, yep, that's so... Gigabyte Marines. So oh. where? Hold up. Maybe I'm. Crazy. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Korea would have to go here. Interesting. No, I'm wrong. A Korean seed goes to Group C. EG has to go to Group B. With JDG, G2, Dam1, Kia. Okay. Um, I want to point this out. If this is correct. Give me standings. Because I don't trust Google anymore. For what? For the LPL standings. Because I'm pretty sure... JDG was their first seed. TES uh, is their second, and EDG is the third. The LPL? Yeah. Uh, RNG is their champion. Won the tournament. Nope. They're the fourth. Are okay, you in well, the right year? I, for the right split? I sure hope so, because I just went to LOL Esports. Yeah, this is saying... Wait, wait, wait. That's round two? Why is there only two? I don't know what this is. They have is. weird uh, playoffs. I just want a comprehensive list because the first thing that I saw was Google telling me that top esports uh, finished the season 14 and 2. And JD Gaming also finished 14 and 2. Yeah, JDG but, won 3 2 in the finals. Okay. Against top? Yep. Okay. So there's probably not very much difference between the two. You're looking at a Chinese champion either way, which RNG must be a, they're four seed. They must, um, do oh, a gauntlet right. and eat an RNG on the gauntlet. Probably. They have so many teams to sort through. God, yeah. that's gotta be a mess for playoffs. Um, but either yeah, way, R- RNG you- won the gauntlet, like beat LNG three, two. Yep. However that worked, but so, so you said, uh, Evil Geniuses can't be in that group? No, because Korea... Um, gosh, where was I? I just had it up. Uh, yeah, so... Because Korea has to go there. Because there's a yep. Korean team and all the other ones. Okay. Where, NA, where NA doesn't have one in B or C, so EG right. goes to B. So that's really good for EG, because in Group C, you'd be dealing with an LEC champion, and what is effectively the equivalent to an LPL champion... I mean, they're pretty um, screwed because JDG is the number one Chinese team. G2, right. they went 0-6 against at MSI. And then Dan oh. Wan is the third seed from Korea. 
Which like, damn one is always. Just I guess really good. cool. G G two could maybe get third, but like you know, <laughs> right. like I don't. They're pretty. Like, that's a pretty screwed. But I mean, you know, you never know. Like, what I'm taking out of this if C nine was going into that group, you know, like a year ago, yeah. I'd be trying to tell you how they're going to make it out, and I'd be believing. So there's, right. I shouldn't be dicking on EG. Right. But. Uh. What I'm realizing as we kind of roll through these is that every group is kind of its own little group of death. Um, with the possible exception of I know nothing about CFO. So like that group D is probably like that 100 Thieves couldn't best. have drawn a yes. better spot. That Even though the they got Gen G, for, they don't have to beat Gen G. That's the best group for an NA team like yeah. to get out of, 100%. Which brings Other us... Other than the one that C9 is in, but... right. Well, we were just talking about Group B because that's JDG, which is is the LPL champion. G two, who I think was very competitive all year, and Damn One Gaming, who's just better, or just good, really, really good all the time now. Yeah. Uh, and they won Worlds two years ago, right? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, the uh, oh, I think I was calling them the Dragon of Damn One at the time. Yeah. Uh, so that group's kind of hell, and then we get to Group A, which is Cloud Nine. T1 and Edward Gaming. And my God, this group is star studded. This is going to be a really fun group to watch. And I do not envy whatever team gets relegated into group A. We got to, we got to do the fun facts real quick. Okay. Go of for how, it. Cause like you're saying this, how is this, fun the, this is, is this the matchups? Like, so how closely this resembles? What was it? 2017, 2017. So yeah. in 2017, that also, I believe it was Group A. I don't know if it was if it was also Group A or if it was another group, but let's just say it was Group A. Uh, it was also T1, EDG, C9, and then they had AHQ, which was the PCS second seed at okay. the time. So now it'll be Fnatic, which is okay because C9 Fnatic is also historically like... Right. Like C9 and, has played Fnatic the most out of other European like orgs right. at Worlds. Same with and like T1, EDG. Like that's it's actually huge. Like for all three of those teams, Fnatic is like a huge historical opponent. Like right. for sure. I also want to throw in T1 is a former world champion champion. EDG is the reigning world champion, right? They won last yep. year. And Fnatic is and the Fnatic one. is the only Western team to ever win Worlds. Yep. So, so it's kind of poetic that Fnatic the, would get thrown in here. The last time these three teams were in the group together in 2017, uh, T1 and C9 got out. EDG and a AHQ did not. Also, the last time these three teams were in the group together in 2017, they all had the same mid laners that they do now. Faker, Scout, and Jensen. How fucking cool is that? It it's such a throwback. Who's uh who's Fnatic like Jensen is right? the only one that like left and then like luckily he came back, but like that's so cool, right? It, also ironic that he would come back and then this year they get thrown into there and it's it's like I also it's think not that scripted. E I also think I read that EDG still has Ming. I think it was like he and Scout have stayed on the team this whole time. That's awesome because you yeah. don't. With with rare exception, you don't see people staying on the same team or staying right. like on the the actual LCS or whatever their top level is that roster of that team for that long. It just doesn't happen, with the exception of like Faker and Scout. Like, yeah. like these are the guys that do that. You know, I'm gonna like, hit I, you with some more some more stats quick. Sure, because to for anybody who doesn't think that C9 is gonna make it out of this group. Let me tell you why they're going to make it out of this group. Okay. Okay. 
North America, as a region, has gotten out of groups six times. Five of those six times were Cloud9. Okay? Mm-hmm. The one that wasn't Cloud9 was TSM making out in 2014 with Cloud9. Think so, about that. So, e- so the even only the- any team to make it out post 2014 is Cloud9. Uh, and the only team to make NA team to make it out that wasn't Cloud9 made it out on a year that Cloud9 still made it out. So it's not even like they yep. replaced Cloud9. Yep. Um, of the five times that C9 has made it out of groups into quarterfinals. Four of them had both a Chinese and Korean team in the group with them. So that is a regardless stat. <laughs> like, they will just make it out anyway. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, but Korea and China, they're so good. Well, every single time it's had, like, that's what it's been. Almost every time. And the fifth time, like, they, it's not that it was like, they only made four of five and, like, you know, they missed one. Like, no, every time they're with a Chinese and a Korean team, they make it out. Every time. The fifth Which time, they only had a Korean team, and yeah. they didn't have a Chinese team, and they still made it out. But, Which is insane, because those are the regions that win Worlds every year. Yep. In you know. 2021, so last year, they were in a group with Damwon Gaming, who was the first seed from Korea, and mm-hmm. FPX, who was the second seed from China, and they made it out. 2018, they were in a group with first seed Korea, Gen G, second seed China, RNG. They made it out. 2017, SKT first seed, EDG second seed. They made it out. 2016, this is the year that... Oh, no, this was China still. 2016 was SKT first seed, IMA second seed. They made it out. 2015 and 19 are the years they did not make it out. Uh, 2015 was in Europe, and 2019 was in Europe. 2014, they got out with Najin White Shield, and Alliance was the European team. Um... So that was the one they got out that didn't have t- both China and Korea. Right. 2013, they got out because it was the rules back then were first seeds auto qualified into playoffs. So they didn't have to go through groups. Um, so this situation, they have the second seed from Korea and the third seed from China. But what? every time that they have gotten out, they have had the first seed from Korea and the second seed from China. So what this learning- is literally on paper. Yeah. The easiest of the times they've gotten out, this is the easiest scenario. Of course, what I'm learning is that Cloud9, Cloud9 draws whatever version of T1 or SKT, draws them a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, now, and the fact, the fact be, that they're making it out when they're drawing that team is impressive because if anybody right. executes as good as anyone in the world let consistently, me, it's those guys. Let me just real quick do some stat checking. Sure. Um, I'll take a moment to, to let I, you know. I need to find out because every year that they've been in the group with both the Korea and China, yep. I think Korea has made it out with C9 every time and it's China who has failed. But I'm not sure about 2018 with Genji and RNG. I can't remember which one of them failed. Okay. Um, I looked up Fnatic's roster because you said this is their group to get into if they make it out. Um, the only person that has any longevity on them in on Fnatic's roster is Hillisang who joined in 2017 now it was december of 2017 so uh it's probably uh rng after. made it out genji did not okay so all right so, keep going. so that is a that is a chinese team but um everybody else on uh fanatics roster uh like upset joined in 2020 everyone else is 21 or 22 
So there's really no longevity in, in there, but they do have a player that was on that roster in 2017. So then that's maybe the only group that has a consistent player on that team for as far back as, you know, we're talking five years ago. Right. Play, players don't last that long on teams. That's really interesting. I don't know how Fnatic did in 2017, but uh, I just... Oh, uh, I, just I can't remember what year that was. They won their Group C play-in against Young Generation and Chaos Latin Gamers. Uh, swept Hong Kong Attitude. They were p- placed in Group B with Longju Gaming, Gigabyte Marines, and Immortals. Uh, yeah, Fnatic got out of that, and then they would have... I don't know what they, they, they got to quarters and they lost RNG. Gotcha. There you go. Uh, but uh, they made it out. Yeah. So I think all of those teams made it out in 2017, right? Yeah. God, it's crazy. The storylines write themselves. Um, we were talking about uh, like how well teams were doing in their their region. You posted a stat, um, or uh, I, I should say like a graph. A chart? It's a chart. Of the number of top four top four finishes by NA teams in the NALCS. Oh yeah. Um and I was so I was doing I was doing some research because I was I knew that C9 had five trophies, but I just wanted to make sure I had it down how many trophies every team had. Yes. The C9 now is the sole possession of second most trophies in the LCS behind TSM, who has seven. Uh they broke their tiebreaker with Team Liquid at four. Yes. So, Team Liquid uh, used to be Curse Academy, not unfamiliar with the number four. Um, which, when they were Curse, they only placed in the top four three times, and all three times they got fourth place. And now, you know, but they went on a spree of winning like four splits in a row or something, and so their numbers are are really good for that, you know, sequence of events. But I was looking at this, and... Dignitas is listed as having two. And I thought that seemed wrong. And I was like, well, maybe they're saying, well, I don't know what they're saying. Cause I, they weren't dig for a while. Uh, right. So they, they got two fourth place finishes as clutch gaming and they have two finishes as Dignitas. Some of those early Dignitas rosters were really good, but like b- by comparison to the rest of the league, but they probably just did the Dignitas thing where they threw one too many games and finished in fifth place or whatever. Um, but it's just like you look at the list and it's all concurrent teams all the way down to Immortals. And then it's all teams that no longer exist. And then it's Dignitas and Impulse. And specifically like haven't existed for a hot minute. For a while. One of the teams is Good Game University who got second place in the first split ever of the LCS. They haven't existed past like that season. And they still have more second place finishes than Dignitas. They're the they're the only team. Uh, let's see. Dignitas is the only or one of three teams that are currently in that don't have any second place finishes. They share that honor with CLG and EG, but both of those teams have won right. splits before. Right. Dignitas's best finish ever was fourth place. Every team in the LCS has at least gotten or it has at most gotten second place before. Yes. Except for Dignitas. Yes. Has never even gotten third. 
and they've they were there at the beginning and then they stopped existing for a minute but then you can give them credit for their clutch gaming uh days yeah which i was wasn't gonna say technically that's technically dignitas but they still only got fourth and they got fourth twice right right clutch definitely had some good upsets and playoffs for sure yeah. um so i i would say uh would would you say it's fair to call dignitas the most underachieving org in lcs history yeah yeah i would definitely say that that's that's where i'm sitting right now Especially just more evidence just more evidence like the, the conversation we've been having about dignitas yes. like maybe selling their spot just kind of more evidence to show that it's like hey like this is why they really need to just like go like they literally right. like at no point in the history of their org existing have they ever gotten third or above and that's like not good. That's, that's not insanity. good at all. Sanity. Yeah. For as many years as they are represented in the LCS. Um I thought that was interesting. I also did like I found this again. You you like screenshotted it and then I was looking up, well, when was the last time Cloud9 won summer? Because I couldn't remember. It was twenty thirteen. Uh but then like right underneath that graph on the Wikipedia page was this one. I was like, Oh yeah, Logan wanted to talk about that. So that's how we got here. It's it's crazy to me that like you look at at this graph of past season results and I like you don't realize how successful a team is until you see how often their name pops up here. Because I was like in my head apart from that span where they won four splits in a row, Team Liquid not very good. Well, they still have 12 appearances in in the top 4. Yeah, that's really good. That's twice as much as the next highest in CLG, and CLG is also like an OG org. You know, like look at like Hundred Thieves Academy. Like you say, like CLG is an OG org. Now look at Hundred Thieves; (laughs) they've only been here since 2018, and they've already got six top fours. Yeah, like you could tell. Like look at EG right under Hundred Thieves. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're climbing now. You could tell by looking at this list which teams give a shit. Yeah, you know. it's it's very clear uh, because you don't just you don't walk into a new thing and are immediately successful at it without a whole hell of a lot of preparation and and time and effort. And I just don't think uh, I, I, I'm going to harp on this for a long time. I just don't think Dignitas has it as an organization, whoever the owner is, whatever it it's they're the Oakland A's of the LCS. They just I I don't know what to tell you, man. They're the Oakland A's without the 22 game winning streak. If anyone's seen Moneyball, um, but yeah, that's that's really all I've I've got for for moving backwards. Um, do you want to answer the question of the week from two weeks ago? Uh, um, one second. I have two more things. Okay, we'll we'll maybe buy three. It. Uh. Before we, since we probably won't talk about Worlds again, I just want to real quick, um, Worlds play-in is in Mexico City, and it starts September 29th, which is a Thursday. So just anyone listening who's wondering when Worlds starts, that's when it starts. Groups would be like two weeks after that, I think. Uh, hold, please. Oh, oh sorry, I just had to sneeze. <laughs> I just muted my that's mic. Right. Um, I should have looked up what the date group starts. I didn't do that. Uh, group stage starts October 7th. Which is a Thursday as well, or... Uh, let me pull up my calendar and look. Cause... It's a Friday. Oh, it is. Interesting. We won't get the schedule for that until plans are done. 
Right. I'm pretty but sure. But you at least know but, what day it is, so. Yeah. So we got, we got next week, no, two weeks. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, basically two weeks, and you get play-ins, and then three weeks for groups. So that's good. One, we only have one weekend of play-ins. Okay, that's good. Yep. That'll be a full weekend. I like that. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be They're, like Thursday to Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be like non... Basically You'll non-stop. do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you'll play a best of five Monday. You'll play best of fives on Monday, best of fives on Tuesday. And then they're playing Friday. But yep. they'll have to get on a plane and fly like immediately. Because they'll have to fly to New York, I think. So Yes, I think groups is in New York. Uh, and then finals is Chicago? No, or... uh, finals is... Uh, uh, quarters is in Chicago and finals is in LA. I mean, I guess that would make sense, but I just, I didn't know. Or maybe there's just more in LA. I can't remember. Cause there's supposed to be Toronto, but it's not Toronto now. So maybe they're going back to Chicago. I don't remember. Small world finals. We have technology. Uh, I went. Yeah. Not going to be back in North America for like six more years. So it always sucks, but, um, finals are in San Francisco. Yeah. So they go play-ins or in Mexico City? Or whatever the new Staples Center Center. is called? The Chase Chase Center. Center. Gotcha. Um, So so play-ins are in Mexico City. Groups are in uh, Madison Square Garden, actually. Quarterfinals, oh, also in Madison Square Garden. Semis are in Atlanta, Georgia. So they don't actually go to Chicago. Chicago is just the LCS. Um, Right. and And then finals is in San Fran. Um. But until then, obviously teams are going to be making their way to America and Champions Q. Oh, is... wait, I'm sorry. I had two more things. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, let me see here. Uh, I don't need to say that. Well, I could say that. C9 won the finals. And... I was going to say, you already interrupted me. You might as well. Oh, wait, no, my daughter wants to say goodnight. Texting my wife. C9 won finals, and uh, Travis Gafford had the coaching um, numbers, the or the dollar numbers figures that they pay coaches, like every org. Okay. This is LCS and Academy coaches. We don't have the dollar side, like figures, but he said like in order from first to fifth of what teams pay their coaches the most. Oh, mm-hmm. one second. Got to say goodnight. Hi, honey. Good night. Swing, Spidey, swing. She's so cute. She's wearing Spider-Man PJs now. Oh, she nice. She swings, swings to her bed. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Hey, I'm you guys, your daughter's really cool. Yeah, she's like really cool. We went to, uh, uh, tonight we were just at a like carnival. Uh, her daycare did like a bounce house games, like get tickets and win prizes kind of a thing. Okay. A lot of fun things for like the kids and, uh, Isla was playing with one of the things and this these parents next to my wife and I, they go, is that the girl that likes Ghost Spider? And I was like, yeah, that's my daughter. And she was like, oh, she's so cute. Every time we pick her up, she's talking about Ghost Spider. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I was like, I was so proud. <laughs> like other parents just know her as like the Spider-Man kid. Like, that's great. That's adorable. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so 100 Thieves spends the most on their coaches. Uh, which actually doesn't surprise me because I bet you that Reaper is by far the most paid coach. Also, uh, 
uh, Nate Shot's not one to do anything half-assed. So if he wants right. to have an LCS roster, he said we're gonna we're gonna pay the money to do this right. Right. Uh, EG is second. TSM is third. LOL. That's Team Liquid hilarious. is. Oh wait, fourth. is that is that including the fact that they paid multiple? This is like, all the money that they paid in spring. Okay. Well, only in spring though. Yes. When did Peter Zhang leave? Spring. Okay. So yeah, then they had to pay both coaches. Yeah, but I think they just had other coaches. Or they just promote within. Yeah, they just promoted from within. Okay. All right. Team Liquid is fourth. Golden Guardians is fifth. And then he did not want to say six to ten. What what did uh... it was funny because Max Weldo was like on the the show and he's like, wait, Travis, hold on a second. Are you tell like it's C nine tenth? Please don't tell me C nine is tenth, Travis. Am I getting screwed? <laughs> Well, I was gonna it's say like, is I don't. You didn't. Travis say is like, nine. I will not tell you. I will not tell you where C nine is. He goes, we're not last. He goes, you're not last. And he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I have. He's a like, suspicion. I just won a championship, but I am the last play, like the lowest paid coach. <laughs> he's just. I, I would. I would assume that wouldn't stay that way for very long. I, but. I would bet money that they must be like six or eight, whatever. But um, eight's still pretty far down there. Yeah. Yeah. He read this because he read this because uh, someone called in saying that like the teams that put the most into their coaches like get the best results. Um, And then Travis read off those notes. It was like TSM and Golden Guardians were top five spenders. And yup. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Last thing. I I guess to be fair, TSM did. I mean, they had a whole whole debacle. I, I would put an asterisk on theirs. Um, obviously you, you're responsible for who you hire, but like, I, I I wouldn't say that their performance was a reflection of the money they spent on a coach. It's more what coach they spent the money on. I would say golden guardians is the biggest red flag for sure. Right. Um, last thing was, uh, Max Waldo mentioned that he was a big Pokemon fan. Oh, so Mark Z asked him of the original 151 Pokemon. Which ones represent your players' personalities the best? So throughout that's, the whole show, he well, like he like wrote them down. That's such an interesting question. Oh, it's so good. That's so such some a of these good aren't question. perfect, and they they talked a bit more about like alternatives for each one, right? Um, but these are the ones that he ended up going with. Yeah. Uh, Fudge is Golem. Of course, he is. Blabber is Krabby. Yeah, Blabber's Crabbers. Okay, fair. Jensen is Abra, which is hilarious because when he asked the question, in my head, I went Alakazam maybe for Jensen. So I thought that was funny. Jensen's too small to be Alakazam. Yeah. Uh, Berserker, uh, he was stuck between three of them. I remember that one of them was Jolteon and one of them was Psyduck, and he went with Psyduck. Those are very different Pokemon. Yeah, I thought he would have went with Jolteon, but he said Psyduck because he's always sleepy. And then... Wouldn't this that be Ven drowsy, one? then? I don't know. Or one, he maybe? Chose, the, the Pokemon uh, that are named after sleeping? You'd think so. Uh, for Sven, it was Hitmonlee. Okay. It was between Machamp, Hitmonchan, and Hitmonlee, and he, was, he went with Hitmonlee. Interesting that your support is definitely a fighting type. Right. So, I, just, I thought it was funny. Like, it was a, a really good, like, concept. Yeah. That God, more people should question. have fun with their lives and do. Yeah. So, that's the last of my notes. So okay. it's all you. I tried to transition like three different times to different things. I and I don't remember what I was transitioning to. 
Well, since you just talked about Travis Gafford, let's, let's get onto this clip, which is um, Travis Gafford, based on uh, hearsay that he has acquired from what I assume to be reliable sources, he, he doesn't really throw out misinformation, uh, that Bjergsen and Sp- no, not, not Spica, Corjay J will will not be on a roster next year. This is his speculation. Let me, based let me on clarify. Rumors. Cause yep. I, cause he said that on hotline league, like hotline league last night yep. and it needs context. So he said, he's not saying that like the room, it's not like he's saying like it's one or the other. And like Steve is just trying to decide what right. he's saying is, is that there's that Bjergsen wanted to play with core JJ more than anybody. That's why he went to team liquid. And that ru- apparently rumors that he has heard is that neither of the players enjoyed the experience as much as they thought. That they both had different views on the game and that neither like really wants to play together again. Right. So, not necessarily that there would be animosity between them. Yeah, but not they that they have, hate each effectively, other. Effectively, it's like a band splitting up for creative differences. Yeah. Yeah. So then now the now the conversation turns to which one is leaving mm-hmm. because then it does come down to one of them will not probably be on. I don't know if like, if Steve is like, listen guys, like I'm not kicking either of you. Then what does like, let's say hypothetically does Bjergsen just say like, then I'm out. Right. Or Which, core JJ. Like, a little you know, more context to this. Steve had po- posted a video of him talking about how the super team project didn't really work and they're going to be taking a different direction. So the off season for liquid is going to be very fluid and they're probably blowing up at least, like three members I of would their say roster three. leaving. I have so I think the I think the safe assumption is because now we have other sources from LCS Evie who says that Team Liquid is strongly considering promoting their academy bot lane Yeon and and Ayla to the LCS. Right. TSM have also shown interest in acquiring these two players as well. But uh Core JJ, his contract is up. He didn't have the best year in the world. Bjergsen is the new person on Team Liquid. And I would imagine that Bjergsen is the one that Steve will stick with. Right. He's the new person on Team Liquid and weirdly has the most tenure. Right. And just, by, just by the extension of how much League of Legends, like professional league he's played. So here's like the weird thing, though, that I am curious about. I. When players get older, like Bjergsen, um, they older. he's younger than I am. He's like right. 26. <laughs> when players get older uh, in lots of sports, a lot of the times they kind of get the, like, I don't want to work with a rookie for three years so he can figure it out to then, like, finally win. I want to just win. Like, I've already put in the work. I just want good players around me, and I want to win. Yep. So I it looks like, from what we can see so far, that Bjergsen is staying. I am curious as to how many rookies can be put on this team before Bjergsen's like, okay, dude, like EG is going to, or not EG as a bad example, but like hundred, let's say hundred thieves. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, dude, like hundred thieves is about to kick Abadage and they're willing to pay me money. Like I'm going over there. Like, and they're going to like spend money to put tools around me. You know? Yep. I, I just, I, for team liquid's sake, I do kind of worry about that actually happening at some point. Now you could argue like that TSM really hasn't had, a super team like around Bjergsen since 2017 when they brought Sven and Mithy over. Um, but uh, who knows? We'll see. 
Because I if I if I had to guess what's happening, I would say bot lane and Whippo are gone. Yeah. So like if you're gonna bring your academy players up for your bot lane, are you gonna go get like a really good top laner? Because that that team actually has no imports on it. With oh. Santorin, Bjergsen, and uh Ayla is Oceana. Yes. And Yeon Yeon Yon or whatever, he is uh American. Interesting. I didn't think about that. So might as well go get a top laner from someone. Yeah. And I mean like we Just we talked that. about this all year. You don't need an all-star top laner. You need someone who's not going to lose you the game. If you get an all-star, you can play around them. That's fine. But you don't need one. And top laners are all... I, I don't think NA has any really great, like really great top laners right now. Maybe one. You mean like North America born? Yes. Um, it, For whatever reason, there's just nobody's really dominating that role, which means that you can get away with slacking a little bit in your top lane if you can get stronger pickups elsewhere. But like we're talking about Team Liquid building a super team. Cloud9 turned into a super team and the super parts of their team are not the old hands, right? Like it, it right. it's Blabber and Fudge are like the the big parts of Cloud9 right now. Fudge bigger than Blabber, but like 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 realistically, like like size-wise he's much bigger than Blabber. Um but I'll be very curious to see what direction uh Steve decides to go with this because he's saying the super team didn't work. That pretty much indicates that you're going to get younger talent. Yeah. And if Bjergsen doesn't want to do that, maybe he is the one that goes. And then where does he go? He he could have his pick. Any team in the LCS would probably take him with the exception of maybe Cloud9 because they don't want to get rid of Jensen right now. Which, I don't know, maybe even Cloud9 takes him. Who knows? You know, he's going to find a spot. Um, uh, One second, I want to send you, just because you had just said, uh, I'm going to send it to you in Discord. Okay. In our little chat here. Sure. Um, you had said Blabber and Fudge or whatever. It made me think about this. Jack, someone tweeted this and Jack shared it and was like, my heart is melting. Okay. And I just thought uh, it was hilarious. In the wait. talk of the Rift chat, like our, I'm sorry, oh. our like... Yeah, I was, yeah, I not that. our group chat. Oh, like, I did see this. I did yeah. see this. So, so for context, the picture that he sent me is at the beginning. There is Fudge wearing a firefighter's hat, standing next to a ladder next to a tree, and he's holding Blabber, who is just so small compared to him. It's like he saved him out of the tree. And this is very much like a, uh, whatever one of their promo videos. There's like somebody, had, yeah, whatever. Um, the next picture is. Fudge and Blabber standing on the stage after just winning the LCS in 82 minutes. One of the most dominant performances we've seen. Blabber's choked up because this is right after the entire like stadium or auditorium, whatever it was, yeah, stadium. was raining MVP chants down during Blabber's speech. I, I'll be honest, by the way, full disclosure, I cried. Every every analyst I've heard talk about this finals, like, and I, I rewatched like the sneaky videos double lifts mm-hmm. uh, co stream. Everyone has said they're like, dude, they're like, I've never seen Blabber be anything except for like happy, like, yeah. like, like he's always smiling, he's always stoic, he's always just like, like he like he wins, he's just like smile on his face, like very humble and just like straight at it. They're like, everyone says like together, like we have never seen this guy cry. Like, I never thought that I'd ever see him on stage, like, cry because he was, like, happy. Yeah. It just made everyone just thought it was, like, super wholesome. Like, a great wholesome moment. 
and I agree. It was what it's one of my favorite like moments I've had with Blabber. So yeah, you you could take this this picture of of Blabber. By the way, look at how proud the uh, Fudge is in this picture. Oh yeah, like he's got his arm around Blabber. He's obviously proud, not just of himself, which obviously you have to bet on yourself in this situation, but like you can see the pride that he has in what is effectively like, like this is, they're not friends. They're, they're family at this point. And like, you could hang this on a wall and it would like be perfect. It's so good. Both both are signed at with C9 until 2025. Yeah. So like they're already this close of like friends, like this, like their relationship together is only going to like be even better Mm -hmm. as like time goes on. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited for that. I I did see this this picture earlier. It's super cool. Um, what I was uh what I was gonna get into is uh in regards to that the the speculation about um excuse me you know how you kind of have like a like a like a burp sitting like right oh, at yeah. the top and you're just like I can talk around this for so long but then I have to deal with it. Sorry about that. Um. And uh, that that video got posted on, uh, yeah, yeah, that clip got posted on Reddit. I was looking at the comments. This one I thought was really interesting. He said, I don't know if it would if I would be able to find the clip, but Doublelift pointed out something in an audio playback of a dragon fight that they had. And he just pointed out how inefficient their comms were in this fight. This is talking about Team Liquid, by the way. And it makes me wonder if that was a lot of their problem. Core JJ in that last series was just not dialed in right, and Bjerg was right on that same wavelength. So um there's a few more comments and they go into speculation about like how their their differences start with how the game should be played and they're not able to communicate to each other like in in a way that lets them meet in the middle. And basically right. w- what the comments are amounting to is that uh a lot of the older players still want to play the old style of League of Legends, like if you go back, like the teams that were really dominant would just turtle and put up so many wards that you couldn't possibly shake out their vision and make you reach for stuff. Whereas you can't just like turtle anymore. The example they gave was Froggen, where he just never adapted to a more aggressive play style. It's why he plays Anivia. Anivia is like, come at me. I will absorb everything that you've got because you'll just you'll die if you try to come at me. But I'm not going to go do anything because that's too risky. Um, and so I wonder if that's not part of it because Bjergsen's playing like, like Bjergsen's champion is Zillion. Zillion's not a really aggressive pick. Zillion is, come on, give us your best shot. We're still going to win the fight because the first person you kill, you didn't actually kill. You know, uh, I just, I thought that was kind of interesting. I wanted to bring that up. Um, also as a, as an aside, I was watching, I was on Twitter. And there was a clip of there's a European esports uh, team called Ents E N C E. They're a Counter Strike team, and the analyst was interviewing one of their players, and she was talking about you know coming from like a totally Spanish speaking team to Ents where they don't speak Spanish and you have to speak English. And she's like, "Do you have any like communication issues with like or are you able to speak English pretty cleanly in the interview?" And he just starts reeling off in Spanish, like really fast. 
And she's the the interviewer is like, she, she you can see she doesn't speak Spanish at all. And she's like, I don't know what to do right now. Obviously, it was a joke. He speaks English, but he was just like the funniest thing in this moment would be for me to answer the entire question in Spanish. What a troll! Yeah. Um, what else do we have this week? Have I let's see, Cloud Nine wins Silver Split. Uh, Team Liquid's blowing up their roster. Gafford. Han Sama is rumored to be going back to Europe, so that's another taking Reckless's spot, thing. right? Yeah, and so that was on. Uh, oh, I know the name of this team. K Corp. Yep, Carmen Corp. Carmen Corp. I actually don't know. What oh, um, it. Champs Q. Yes, Champions Q. We okay, about that. so Champions Q is going to be opened up for any international player that is on a world's roster. Uh, and the Twitter account that I follow that yep, uh, me too. like gives notifications for what Champions Q games are up and what streams are there, uh, they have basically announced that they're going to put a system in somewhere. I don't know if it'll be on their website or whatever, but basically you'll be able to see every live Champions Q game as it's happening. Whether or not there's anyone streaming it, you can see who's in the game. And then if there are streams, it'll give you the option to go to those streams. So I highly recommend uh, that the the Twitter account is just at Champions Q. Uh, so I please do go follow that because you're not going to get bootcamp streams this year, but Champions Q streams where people are super tryharding and you got people from other regions, like it's it's going to be fun. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. This is this is just because I saw it today. Has nothing to do with anything. Uh, Spica says that Peter Zhang may have submitted another player's vod for Kaido, which fucked, is man. really really funny in in that's the context actually, of everything that happened. <laughs> like that's actually just like so like it just gets crazier, you know. Every moment you like, hear, how did he convince people to hire this person? Well, he yeah. actually just showed like a clip of a different person and just said like, "Oh, like they had names turned off," or like, "Trust me, this is a solo queue account." Right. Or possibly, literally, somebody else played on Kato's account. Yeah, like that's that's not unheard of. But every time new pieces of information about Peter Jane come up, I am like appalled at how any of this happened. But that is like legitimately so funny to me. After the fact, I imagine if you found out and you were one of the people that made the decision to hire him, you'd be just be so pissed. Uh, that would be Reggie. Yeah. So, and he's pissed all the time. So who cares? Um. Oh, last week's question of the week. Uh, we, that was the other thing that I tried to get to. We didn't answer it from two weeks ago, so it was the same thing, which is put a champion of your choice into a skin line of your own choice. We're winding down now, so it's appropriate. Um, I really want them, the next time they come out with an iteration of space groove skins, to give Oriana a space groove, and then her ball is just a disco Ooh, ball. It's the, it, it's the easiest, like, uh, it's so good. That, that money right there, just absolute money. Uh, did you uh, did you come up with any? I want a. Oh, I don't know what skin line it would be because there's so many like futuristic skins at this point. Maybe like I want like Mecha, Cled, or like Project oh. Cled, 
Okay. And then his home guard animation is Scarl like transforms into a motorcycle. And then he oh. rides Scarl like a motorcycle. Interesting. I think that'd be funny as hell. Yeah, if but- not that, I would like same thing kind of different. I would want high noon Cled. I think would you, be you just really like Cled. Well, because he has no good skins. He just needs he could have such a good like 1820 skin. Was it he has you? dismount everything? Yeah. Was it you that was telling me this, or did I see this in a video where the correct way to play Cled is to not give a shit the moment you that's give a I, shit with Yeah. That's the I moment say. you give yeah. a shit playing Cled is the moment that you stop playing Cled correctly. It's because one of our friends once said something like like, yeah, I like playing Cled, but like I can just never like like I just can't make him work. Like he doesn't do anything. And I'm like, the like that's because you don't give enough shit. Like, or you you give too many fucks. Like yep. the second you give a fuck, you've already lost. You have to give literally no fucks and you have to just go and go and go and keep going. And like you when like the enemy jungler like goes to gank, you don't retreat and like and like try to live. No, you go get a kill. And in doing you, you, so, you will cause the remount animation, which will save you, and you'll get a double kill. Yeah. You drop the gloves and you throw hands. Yeah. That's actually the most anyone out there who's like, I want to learn how to play Cled. How do I play Cled? Well, yeah, guess what? I'm a Cled one trick. Yeah. And uh He's not, but yep. Literally, you have to practice one V2ing top lane. Like when the jungler ganks you, like and you are three level three plus. Like you have to like learn how to get a double kill out of that because it it's one of the easiest champions to get it to to do that. He's like one of the best champions to do that. And like if you do that, you can run over the rest of the lane like it's nothing. It's the easiest way to get fed on Cled because people always make that mistake. They're like oh, I can kill Cled. No, you can't. Like oh, he's dismounted. Get him. Then you get that ream like mount at the last second, and boom, you get a double kill. It's huge. It's also maximum psychological damage. Oh yes, they are so tilted after that. Mm-hmm. You you can do IRL psychic damage to somebody by playing a video game. Think about yeah. that. Um. All right. Yeah. Cool. I I would like to see Clug get more skins because he's he's only got the one he came out with, Three. which I don't think is very good. Right? It's the the night thing. Kind of. Uh, oh, he came out with Sir Cled. Sir, yep, Sir Cled. And then he came out with got, the Vampire Cled. Yep. And now he has Marauder Cled, which is just a crappy. 750 skin that they sold at a 1350 price. Yeah. Remember when they used to make 750 skins? I'm sorry. Remember when they used to sell 750 skins as 750 skins? Yeah, like 520 skins or whatever it was. By the way, I saw somebody. Okay, this is this is relative to to Blizzard. um, Where I don't remember. Oh, it, it was a it was a Q&A or it was a, a survey they were sending out to players and it was getting their opinions on runestones, which if you don't know, Blizzard recently, at least for Hearthstone, uh, have made it so that your in-game currency like you have gold. But then instead of just paying money for other things, they've introduced like runestones, which are an in-game currency. Um, and that was basically so that they could get you to spend more money like you would buy you used to be able to buy card packs for like a dollar amount well now you have to spend rune stones on them but the packages for buying rune stones don't match up with the packages for getting the card packs so you spend more than you intend and then you go well i only need to spend this much more to get another thing whatever it's it's a whole thing so Did you see go ahead uh so everyone on 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 twitter and reddit was complaining about this it's it's such a like it's another example of blizzard just being a, a 
a gross like cash grabby company. Then a survey went out to a bunch of players asking about feedback on the runestones. And one of the options for the survey was like, or like the survey was like, how do you view runestones? Like, what do you think the intention was? And one of the options was like greedy cash grab. That was just a box you could tick. You didn't even have to type it in. So it's like, I don't know if that was the person sending out the survey uh, being like, yeah, the company suck shit but i don't so here here's the option or if they actually intended for that to go out that's crazy to me because that's like yeah. another level of we know that you know we just want your money and we also know that you're still going to pay it uh did you see how they're doing how blizzard's doing their overwatch to battle pass no so uh they are locking their i shouldn't say locking the new heroes will be on the free battle pass, but you'll have to get to like level 20 battle pass to acquire them. Wait, so you have to, you can't just buy the new heroes. You have to play the battle. Well, pass Overwatch to used to, to be Overwatch. Like has always been like when a new hero comes out, you just get the hero. Heroes are all free. Now they're on a oh, free battle pass at level 20. Fuck. And if you don't get them on that battle pass, you unlock them by doing challenges like later when that battle passes over. So like one of the examples I believe somebody said was like play like 15 hours of the support role and unlock the new support hero. Gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. I hate that. Yep. Especially when they, it used to be just, you would get the, but if you, if you buy the battle pass, you instantly unlock the new hero. Of course. Yep. So then you just get the hero and then you can, you know, with the new overpowered hero, you can just go roll everybody while Uh everyone else has to play up to level 20, like 20 hours of playing to get the hero. It's like literally pay to win. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically Hearthstone's been like pay to win for a really long time because all of the best decks involve using like nine legendaries and legendaries costs so much dust to get and you can only get dust by breaking down other cards you have to spend a hundred dollars on card packs and if you get unlucky you still won't have enough dust to make the deck you want yeah blizzard let's 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 all be honest with ourselves blizzard kind of a shit company a little bit i don't like saying that because i play world of warcraft and i understand that they're stealing my money there too but goddamn uh not not as shit of a company i'll say because uh, they certainly have reasons to be called shitty for some things. Uh, Nintendo, we're, we're getting into the news section. You know, whatever the news thing is. Uh, GoldenEye and Pokemon Stadiums 1 and 2 are coming to the Nintendo Switch. What? Let's fucking go. Did you say that GoldenEye was also going to Game Pass? Yes. But there will not be online play for xbox version what the fuck so you will be able to play local four four player co-op you will not be able to play online with your friends okay well here's the one like little caveat that i will say is that i'm not like giving excuse because 100 percent like they should have online play because the only people that are going to go play goldeneye are older people like us that don't really get to be in the same house as their friends anymore Uh uh-huh so like this is not kids or kids are not going to download Goldeneye and play Goldeneye. It's not going to happen, you know. Um, but Nintendo does have online play, 
but the difference is like it's not online like matchmaking. What it is is that with the N sixty four emulator, you like connect oh, with other right. people, and then so it's like you're all on the same TV. So yes. like your screen will still be a four player like split screen that like you're all looking at at your own like screens at home. And, and host so, has like, a massive advantage by being host. Right. So like sure it is online like you are playing online with your friends but like again like it's not like it's online matchmaking with like different game modes and like things like that. Like no, it doesn't have that. It's just LAN but online. So. Also, this uh, GoldenEye, at least, is a remaster, right? Like, it's actually going to be upscaled. The Xbox One is, like, a 4K, and they both have, like, updated controls for a dual analog stick, like, oh. ability to play. So that's, yeah, pretty sweet. Pretty hyped More about that. Controls. I think we'll definitely find a... Like, they said it's coming soon, so maybe for Worlds, like, when we all go watch Worlds, maybe one of us will bring our console over, and we'll just all play a couple rounds of GoldenEye on sure. TV together. But I'm always hyped um, for that. Yeah. The other thing I have in the news, uh, which is not really news, it's just a video that, uh, tr- no, not Treyarch, Infinity Ward put out today? The Call of Duty team put out. Uh, detailing how the new armory system will work. Did you watch this? Uh, no, I did not. So basically how it works is you'll start with, like, the M4 will be your base. Okay? And you use the this M4. This is just for multiplayer in yes. Modern Warfare 2, right? Yes. Okay. The the new one that's coming out Modern Warfare 2. Yep. Coming out in October. Uh, so if you use the M4 and you up, get a bunch of unlocks and stuff for it, at one point, if it's level 20 or whatever it is, excuse me, uh, you'll get the option to upgrade the receiver. And then when you do that, it'll become like the M4A1, which is a completely different gun. But because it's still using oh. the M4 base, you keep all of the unlocks that you had, even if you're using the M4A1, and then you get to change, so, cool. so then using another weapon, and you can level it up that way. And then if you get to a receiver that you don't particularly like, but you want to keep going, you just go back to the M4. So like the whole they, they added another slot, but it's making weapon progression so much easier because yeah. you don't like. Obviously, you're going to unlock different bases. Like you have an M4, and then you're going to get like a Galil or something else. And then you'll have to go with that base or an AK. There's going to be an AK. It's a Call of Duty game. And right. you're going to have that AK base. But maybe once you get to a certain AK point, that AK-74U, you, yep. AK-47. You, you might get a, uh, not a Dragonov, but like there's a version of the AK in real right. life right now that is a sniper rifle. So maybe you get to that point and it, it levels up differently. Um, they spent like four minutes explaining it and showing it off. And it looks really clean. It looks super good. And I'll be honest, the first like 45 seconds, they start explaining it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you watch another 30 seconds, it makes perfect sense. The number of comments that I saw that were just people like, oh, I didn't know I needed a college degree to be able to play a video game. Oh, fuck off. And I was like, dude, you're not even trying. You got to the part where you're like, oh, I don't get it. And then instead of waiting for more information, you immediately went to your keyboard and like, this game sucks. There's too many. Like- we should have two attached. Like... Shut I agree. Up. I agree that like sometimes video games like can be overly complicated, and like there are a lot of times in life where you're just like, dude, I just want to sit on my fucking couch and just like, I just want to pick the M4, put a laser dot on it, and go like shoot some people in Call of Duty. Like yeah. that's what I want to do. You know, like I totally understand that. But like, 
like, dude, with your logic, you're like, what you're saying is like, we should just go back to like only having one attachment and three perks. Like, Literally people grenade. were saying that. Literally people like, were saying that. Come on. No, come on. Do you remember in the original the one Black thing Ops? That, the one thing that Call of Duty actually has always, like, usually eight out of ten times done better is how they, like, handle their, like, loadout system year over year. Yeah. With, like, like, remember, like, back in the day when they were, like, you can choose to have, like, less perks, more attachments. And people were, like, that makes guns OP. And they were, like, the, you know what? You can just have, like, more attachments and still have perks. And you know what? You can just have more attachments. And you know yeah. what? You can just do whatever you want. I don't care. Just put, like, 50 freaking attachments on your gun. and Because they they're just, did. like... Because that's what people want. They're just like, screw it, just do it. And then you just do it. It's fun. It's great. They they did the, you know what, just do whatever you want. And people still found a reason to complain. Because, well, if I'm doing whatever I want, they're not beholden to the same rules. So they're going to do whatever they want. And, and uh, Activision's like, yeah, that's I think the it's point. way better for me to pick a gun that I like, put whatever attachments on it that I want. So it, mm-hmm. the gun is designed to the play style that I want to play. And then right. I go in and play. Yep. Is awesome. And then you're like, man, I really like this gun, but I wish it was a three round burst. Well, you put the M4A1 uh, yep. receiver on there and you keep all your attachments. Like, yep. the explanation was a little complicated. In practice, it's going to be the easiest fucking thing to understand. Yeah. Ugh. Can't wait. Um, go ahead. I said I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I, I can't either. I'm really excited about this game, actually. And I shouldn't be. But again, I just told you I play World of Warcraft, and I know they're stealing my money. I buy Call yeah. of Duty every year, and I know they're stealing my money. But I still want I don't, to play Call of Duty. I don't know if I'm going to buy Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I'll play Warzone 2, yep. which will have the same like armory system anyway in it. Yes. Um, and then when uh, Xbox officially buys Activision, it will just go on Game Pass, and then I'll play the multiplayer then, I think. Sure. Uh, we'll see. So. Uh, and to be... to. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know what t- to be anything, but just another bit of information. I'm pretty sure when we get to Warzone 2, it's a clean wipe. So everything yeah, that you yeah. had in Warzone 1 is gone. And it's just like, it's a fresh BR, which we haven't really had since they switched over from... Oh, what was the Black Ops um, BR? Because there was one on the Black Ops engine that Treyarch uh, made. Blackout. Blackout, that's right. And then they switched to Warzone. Blackout was pretty good, but I I feel like people just didn't appreciate it enough for what it was. If you went back and played it now, you'd be like, this feels amazing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's a couple of things that they got better at for like healing items or whatever, but you know, all of it's a work in progress. So Uh, that's it. That's all I've got. That's all I got for this week. Do you have anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, Let me double check, double check, double check. Nope. I'm good. All right. For next week, uh, question of the week is going to actually just kind of be like, um, pick your most likely to make it out for each group and least likely to make it out for each group for A, B, C, and D for Worlds. Uh, of the three. I, this is going to be pretty straightforward, but I don't really have anything else, and that's sitting on my other monitor. So um, that, that'll be our question of the week. Who's the most likely to make it out of groups? Who's the least likely to make it out of groups? Obviously, we can't do uh, the play-ins or whatever, but that's going to be that. Um, and that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening, especially if you made it this far. We really appreciate it. Uh, tell a friend about the show. We would uh, like to expand our listenership, although like it's a hot time right now because we're at Worlds. 
after Worlds is over, we're going to have like preseason, and then it's going to be I don't know what's going to happen. We're gonna, it's going to get weird. It always gets weird when we get to like no pro play, but we'll get there. We'll get there together. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next week, be well, and we will see you all soon. Peace.